Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pod's moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined this hour by Jade Warshaw, and we are, are elated to take your questions today about money and life. If you're at a crossroads, you need some motivation, inspiration, education, we are here for you, America. Give us a call at 888 5225. That's 888-825-5225. You ready to go, Jade? Let's do it. All right. Rose is joining us up first in Detroit. Rose, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Uh, so my question is, um, my my boyfriend wants to sell both of our cars and get a truck. And I don't think that's a good idea. But he said it's for our kids' safety, so I was calling to see what you think. I say you sell the boyfriend. Hey, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know, George. I, well, I wasn't fully kidding. Don't What's, you guys need two cars? Like, is he saying why is he? Why is your boyfriend wanting to sell your car? Well, he has a van that he drives for for work. Um, that's paid off. His car is paid off. I still owe thirteen thousand dollars on my car. But he wants to do it. Um, he wants to get a truck because he he thinks it's it's best for the kid's safety and that he sits on a throne of lies. He wants a truck because he's a little kid inside who played with a big truck when uh, he was little. Uh huh. And he wants a truck. Is that fair? That's what I think. I think that he really. If he wants, wants a truck safety, he needs himself. to get himself a minivan. <laughs> Here's the question: Was he specific about the truck that he wanted? Because this is going to tell us a lot. Was he specific? Um, no, not really, no. Hmm. The question still stands. What is he doing meddling with your finances? Yeah, good question. Um, what does this truck have to do with your car is the big question. Okay, because so honestly, I'm not sure. So I, I drive my car. My kids are with me most of the time. And he tells me that, um, you know, for safety-wise, uh, if we get in a car accident or anything like that, he, he thinks that having a truck is, is better than having a Ford Escape. So, okay. Um, and, and I still owe thirteen thousand dollars on this car, which I know I could probably pay it off by the end of this year, and I want to keep it until it's all paid off. So, Rose, um, you can do what you want to do, girl. Yeah, you can do what you want to do, and you you. What you want to do, in my mind, is the best choice. Keep the car you have and pay it mm -hmm. off. Is there any reason, like logical reason, because just a truck is safer is, is not a logical reason. There's plenty of cars on the road. And didn't you say a Ford Escape? That's like a midsize SUV. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What he's saying is bananas. Don't do okay. it. All What's right. your income, well, Rose? I guess I'm not bananas then. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, you are not. Okay, good. <laughs> it's your car. Okay. It's your kids. And until you're married and sharing finances, it's your money, which means it's your prerogative. Rose, are you guys already, yes. have you guys combined finances? Not yet. We oh, are good. not married yet. Um, then he so. doesn't get a say in what you do with your car. If he I wants to go get himself right. a truck, he can go get himself a truck. And let you use it sometimes. If, okay. that, if it's well, really that big of a I deal. I told him, I said, if he wants to get a truck, then he can get it. Everything in his name, and I can drive it. That's fine yeah, with me. That's right, Rose. So, you go tell okay. him that. And ha have a little bit of an attitude when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the tube. <laughs> Rose, is this, do you feel like this car is unsafe? I 
don't think so. Um, I, I honestly don't. Like I said, I, I, I still owe money on it, and I just want to pay it off and, and keep it because I, I'm tired of paying for, for this car. And, and I know I can pay it off by the end of this year. And, I love and it. by then, I, and it's a 2018, so it's newer. That's okay. um, a great car. Not that okay, old, so. what's your income? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was a stay-at-home mom this past year, but I'm starting a new job next week and i'll be making about forty thousand a year awesome Good. any other debt yeah. that you have uh three thousand dollar on a credit card that i'm working on paying it off and then and then that's it that's wow. great so let's attack that credit card first let's knock that out free up a payment and then we'll attack that car loan and i totally mm. believe you'll have this thing paid off by the end of the year yeah absolutely um Okay, can I just ask one quick question? Sure. Um, so both my kids have $1,000 each um, that they got for birthdays and such these past few years. There's four and six, and I, I don't know what to do with it. I would just throw it into a 529. Yeah? Okay. Just start, start putting it, for- it towards, yeah. If it's, if, it's in, if it's birthday money or something like that, I mean... Mm-hmm. I, that's unless what they I have, do. unless they have a purchase they want to make a little small, you know, if they're trying to buy a toy or a video game and they want to save up and use some of that, that's okay. But it's it's a great opportunity to teach them to give, save, and spend. We're going to give a little bit, spend a little bit, and save a little bit. Oh, and that's when a good young, idea, George. Saving a whole bunch, they're going to look back at that money and go, "I'm so glad I actually saved that because now I can go to college yeah. debt free. Now I have some money to throw at my first car." So it's a great uh, lesson you can teach them at this age. You're doing so good as a mom. Oh, thank you. Um, so do I start uh, an account separate for each or combined? I would just do, you could do separate accounts and uh, make okay. them the beneficiary on that. And uh, that'll, okay. that'll help separate it when it comes time for, for college and it'll be in their own name. They'll have some skin in the game and they'll be excited looking that, at that account going, oh, that's for me to go to college debt free. Thanks, mom. All right. Okay, sounds great. Well, thank you so much uh, for answering my questions. Uh, that really helped and... Uh, you guys have a good day. Thank you so much, Rose. <laughs> Man. What, what a sweet woman. I love Rose. She is sweet. She's so nice. Her boyfriend, he, he was tripping. He 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 saw a nice little Rose and thought. I can't imagine if I told my wife, hey, and, and we're married, combined finances. If I was like, hey, honey, I want to sell both of our cars because I want a <laughs> truck for safety. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know Whitney very well, but something tells me that wouldn't go over well. She's not taking that. <laughs> I don't know what it is about guys and trucks. I think it, we raised a generation of the kids playing with the big Tonka trucks. I mean, they're so nice. We love a truck. Maybe it makes us feel like in control. I mean, Dave drives a big truck and I don't yeah. want to be in his way on the road. Uh, true. I'll tell Look, you that much. Let me real talk. We used to live in South Florida. I mean, pickup trucks aren't really a thing there. Everybody wants like electric cars. We moved here and I started seeing like Dodge Rams on the road and like F-350s. And I was like, this is nice. There, something came out of me even that I was wow. like, I don't mind this. And then make matters worse. We were a one car family. We needed a second car. So my dad's like, hey, you can borrow our truck. It's an F-150. I love getting in and out of it, even though it's super old. What is it? It's rock and roll. I don't know, man. Well, Trucks. Trucks are one of the main reasons American males are in debt. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, those things are freaking expensive. They are. And they'll happily go into giant payments for it under the guise of safety. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know what's safe? Not owing anyone anything. Okay. And driving a reasonable used car, which are just as safe 
as your shiny new car. Which could be a Ford Escape, in Rose's case. There we go. You don't need to take it mudding. You'll be all right. <laughs> go with your buddies who's in debt. That's more fun. Oh, my goodness. I love it. More of your calls coming up. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Well, we had our Building Wealth live stream event last Thursday night, and we had several hundred thousand of you tune in. And I know there was a lot of new people who may have stumbled upon it. Someone shared it with you. It showed up on your YouTube feed. And so if you are a new listener, you're going, what are they talking about? The getting out of debt and these baby steps. What is this thing? And how do I get started? Well, our team created a free tool for you at RamseySolutions.com. If you click on the Get Started button, you answer a few simple questions and we will help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. We'll give you some great tools and resources and it's absolutely free. Go to RamseySolutions.com and click on on the get started button. The number to call is 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Holly joins us up next in San Antonio. Holly, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. How are you guys doing? We are doing great. How can we help today? Well, um, just right to the point, um, 56 years old, I just entered into baby steps four, five, and six, and I have a very minimal retirement. I just started last year. I need to understand how much I should put towards my retirement versus paying off my mortgage. Very good question. Well, you know, it's it's pretty simple in this case. You know, we always want to follow the baby steps in order. So if you're on baby steps four, five, and six, you want to start with baby step four, which is investing the 15%. So are you in, currently investing any amount right now? I am. I am. I have a I just started last year, but I fully funded the IRA last year, and I'm at 15% right now. You're at 15%. That's excellent. So continue on with that. Um, Is baby step five anything that you need to think about? Sounds like no. No. Okay. No. And then from there on, we're just being intentional about the mortgage. So if you've got extra money that you can throw towards that, now is the time to do that. So it's about being intentional, for sure getting that 15%. If you have extra money to throw out the mortgage, that's what you're going to want to do from that point on and get that mortgage paid off. 
How's that sit with you? So my goal, my, my goal would be to pay off the mortgage and then up my um, contribution percentages. That's right. How so, much is left okay. on the mortgage? Um, I still have about 220000 left on that. Okay. And what's your income? Um, I take home about, well, I take home 4500 a month every month. And then I also teach part-time at the community college. And that gives me an extra 1200 a month or 1200 a month, about eight months out of the year. Oh, that's great. So what's your what's your yeah. gross salary for the year? Um, I'm doing math in my head right now. I knew you guys were going to make me do that. So my take-home uh, gross is about 65000 a year. Okay. okay, great. So if we say that we're going to do 15%, that's about ninety seven fifty. That's a little over 800 a month. And you said you're currently mm-hmm. doing that through maxing yeah. out your IRA as well as a 401k? What do you have for retirement I, options? I have... I have a I have a Roth, and then I just have a traditional IRA. Okay, you don't have any employer retirement plan. No, okay. no, we don't have a. I'm, I'm a teacher, and we just have our pension, and we, there's no match or anything like that. Okay, so do you think this pension is obviously a loan? It may not give you the retirement you want, but do you have any idea of what that will amount to in retirement? Uh, based on what I'm looking right now, the step I'm on, if I retired at 65, that would probably give me about twenty nine hundred dollars a month. Okay. And is your goal to have more than that in retirement every month? Yes, it is. Great. So there are other options that you can look into to invest in, including a brokerage account outside of retirement, which means you're you're going to have to pay taxes on that. There's no real tax advantages of this, but it can help your money grow between now and 10 years from now. Okay. So if you don't have, are you working with a financial advisor currently? I am, yes. Okay. Do you like them? You think they're giving you good? I love them, yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. I'd be working on a plan with them to say, hey, am I doing all of the things I can do with this money to maximize it? And on top of that, having a paid-for house decreases your expenses. So I would really Mm -hmm. be angling to get that thing paid off by the time I retire. Okay. And if you need to downsize to do that, is that something you would do in the future? Um, It's it's not something that I would just say no to. Okay. You know, obviously my, my goal, I, I love the home I'm in and it's the perfect size for me and my dog. So, you know, I'd love to stay here. Love it. That's well, good. I'd, I'd definitely be aiming to pay that off because then that 2900 even can go a lot further if you don't have a mortgage payment on top of that. Okay. So okay. You're, you're doing the right things. I would continue with the 15% and then pay off the house. Once we get there, we can increase investing. Mm-hmm. But that would be my goal for the next, you know, several years. Do you think you're going to retire in the next five to seven years? I, I'm, I probably have about nine to 11 years left in me, I think. Okay. That's great. Well, would I love to retire earlier? Sure. But I'm not, you know, I love what I do. So well, what work, do you do? You said you're a teacher. I, I am a teacher. Okay. okay. Yes. Work with your financial advisor, have them run out the projections and go, Hey, 10 years from now, let's with average returns, what will my life look like between the pension, the IRA, what I have in savings, what the mortgage will be down to and start to base it off of that instead of just hoping 10 years from now you have a a great retirement. But you're on the path, Holly. We are rooting for you. Thanks for the call. All right, let's go to Joshua up next in Atlanta, Georgia. Joshua, welcome to the show. Hi, hello, guys. Um, How's everyone doing? We are doing great. Doing good. Good. What's going on with you? Good, good. So I've got 40... So I I purchased my home during that house rush um, a couple years back. Um, I have about 40 to 50K in equity right now of it, but I also have a very uh, high student loan payment uh, that is a private uh, student loan for 31K. 
and it cost me about uh, seven hundred a month to um, you know to pay. So things are kind of tight right now, but I think I could still do it. I also have a side job right now. Okay. Um, and I was wondering if, but the thing with the side job is that it you know that I can make anywhere between maybe two hundred to um, twelve hundred a month. But I mean, it's it's not. Um, you know, it's not very secure. So I was thinking of maybe selling the home and um, moving and renting for about three years. I figured if I put together together a budget because I used to live in Chicago, um, and I figured that if I save for about, you know, I can save about twelve grand a year. Um, What's in Chicago? A couple of years. Is that family? Um, uh, yeah, and uh, and also a, a, a job that I used to uh, work at there. So, um, so what's your current yeah, income? My current income is seventy uh, k a year. Okay, what's your total debt, not including the mortgage? You got the thirty one k in student loans. What else? Uh, All together, it's about sixty five. Sixty. What other kind of debt do you have? I have another federal student. I have another. I have a federal student loan debt, and I have thirty six hundred of credit card debt. Okay. Now, how is moving to Chicago saving you the twelve thousand? Because Chicago's expensive too. Uh, yeah, but I just I um I could you know I would rent there for a while back when I was there. I, I put together a budget. Uh, it it would save me because I wouldn't have to eventually purchase a car, and um, see, I wouldn't have to I wouldn't have to purchase a car. So you would sell and, your um, pay. You have a paid for car, or does that have a loan? Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a pay for a car, and I wouldn't have to pay the uh, the student loan debt. Why wouldn't you have to pay? I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have because I would actually use uh, the equity to to pay off, you know, the. the so you sell the house, debt. you take the forty fifty k in equity, and you pay down some debt, leaving you with another twenty five of debt. My question yes. is: Do you have to move cross country in order to sell a house and a car, or is it just that you want that job in Chicago? Well, I mean, that's it, but it's also, I really wouldn't, I, I don't really use public transit. I mean, I, I, I use public transit in Chicago, so um, I really wouldn't need a... I just want to make know, sure that you're it. making the choice based off of a long-term reason. I feel like wanting right. to use, I feel like selling a house, selling a car, moving cross-country simply so you can use public transit doesn't make, I feel like we're missing something. George, are we missing something here? No, I mean, I... What it feels like right now is you you think you've got two options because you're drowning in these payments and you're going, well, if I move to Chicago, this all gets solved. Uh, but the truth is you can do this without Absolutely. needing to do any of this. And if you want to sell the home to speed up this process because you bought it at the wrong time and this will help, you can do that. But I would just rent in the area you're in. Yeah. Keep your job. Don't uproot your life quite yet. Because moving get across this, country man. is expensive. Yeah, you make 70 k with the side jobs even more. Mm-hmm. You can pay off $65,000 in two years. Yes, you can. And so... I would make that the goal. And if selling the house, that's something you want to do and you don't need all the space, I would go ahead and sell that and use that uh, equity to pay off that debt and speed up the process. But I'm not doing the cross-country move quite yet. That's a big jump, my friend. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined this hour by Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day comes from Sarah in Virginia. Here's what Sarah's asking. I'm a 23-year-old that graduated college in May of 2022, and I got a job at a nonprofit making 45 k a year. I live with my parents and plan on staying there until I can buy a home. I have no debt no bills, and have an inheritance of 75000 sitting in a savings account doing nothing. My parents are very against credit cards and truly believe cash is king. I agree, but I also think I should get a credit card to build credit and get cash back, points, etc. I'm wondering if you have any advice on what to do with the inheritance that's sitting there, the money that I'm making, and if I should get a credit card. I would love to invest in real estate, but would love to hear from you first. Well, Sarah... Uh, Thanks for the question. It sounds like you got a lot going on, a lot of different questions. Let's tackle the first numero uno question. What to do with the 75K? Hey, if it's me, you have no debt. I'm making sure that I've got three to six months of expenses, right, George? That's thing one. My guess is maybe she does if she's been living at home. But if she doesn't, If you don't have other savings, we need to take a portion of that and allocate it to an emergency fund. Correct. And then if that's the case, or let's say you already had your savings, I'm looking at a down payment, George. I'm trying to get up out of the parents' basement. Not to say that you're living in the basement. I'm just saying I'm trying to get out of my parents' house at this point and see about life on my own. And maybe that's uh, an apartment at first because, you know, if you have no debt and you have no credit history, like George, George made a very good point earlier about making sure that you've established credit history with um, your parents as renters, so to speak, and that you're actually paying rent to your parents. So when it's time to get a mortgage, they can actually look at those payment histories as a way to do some manual underwriting. I'll let George explain that. But that's first thing that I'm thinking is let me get out of my parents' house. And uh, so, George, why don't you talk to that real estate question a little bit? Uh, as far as investing? Uh, oh, the, the manual underwriting. Yeah, the, okay. the underwriting. So part of your question is, do I get the credit card to build a credit and get the cash back? You don't need to play that game at all. Jade and I have both gotten mortgages with no credit history, no credit Zero. score, because once we got out of debt, the credit score disappears into the abyss. That's right. And it I, becomes You don't miss it. Zero. And so you go, well, non-determinable. Hi, what does the lender do then? Well, they do what's called a no-score loan, manual underwriting. A lot of lenders actually do this. You just have to do your research. And our friends at Churchill Mortgage have been doing this forever. And uh, here's what you want to do. Get in touch with them to figure out what this looks like for you living at home. You you need to have some kind of rental history. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. a fact, which means you need to have being paid your parents a sum of money consistently around the same time every single month for one year. And it needs to be a sum that makes sense. For instance, before Sam and I bought our first house, we did rent from his mom. She owned a property. We rented, but we paid a reasonable rent. She, I think she rented to us at cost, but every month we wrote her a check for $1,200. And so we were able to use that as our uh, rental, history. rental history. And so that was able to work for us. Zero credit score. And there may be other history of payments they want to look at, like Mm -hmm. your cell phone bill. So you said you have no bills. I would just get more clarity on that so that you're not shocked a year from now. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if you are going to be buying a home, I'd have a clear timeline. I wouldn't just continue living at home with mom and dad for the foreseeable future until you feel like it. I would say, hey, one year from now, my goal is to move out. I want to start making payments to you guys so I have rental history and I have some skin in the game, start paying some bills around here. And then one year from now, I'm going to continue saving. That inheritance can go sit in a high-yield savings account because you've got a short-term goal. So we don't want to invest this money into the market when we need this money. That's uh, right. In the next few years. She's and also talking about in real investing in real estate, George. Le, there's a lot of 
aspiring real estate uh, investors out there in their <laughs> 20s. And I love that. And we love real estate around yeah. here. But there's a time and place for it. And it is once you've got a primary residence paid off, mm -hmm. you're in baby step seven, no debt in the world, then save up and pay cash for real estate. Then and only then. And uh, it reduces risk. It increases your cash flow, which is what it's all about, right? Uh, reduces your stress from being a landlord at 23 while trying to get out there as an adult. Uh, there's just a, there's a lot going on in your life, and you don't need to be a real estate investor tomorrow. Yeah, let's take it one thing at a time. You can build wealth uh, without that, and so I would just focus on increasing your income. That might and it sounds like you love the nonprofit space. Uh, that's great if you want to stay there. If you want to move to the private sector, you might you know double your income depending on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then the credit cards, you just simply don't need. You've survived you this long without them and you're doing great. You're doing so much better than most people who have credit cards. And so what does that tell you about wealth building? Credit cards aren't a part of the game. They're not a part there of it. There you go. Well, thanks for the uh, the question, Sarah. There's a lot, a lot packed in there, there but you're was. thinking about the right things. And uh, I, I have a lot of faith in Sarah that she's going to build wealth quickly at this age. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to the phones. We've got Lisa over in Dover, Delaware. Didn't mean to rhyme, but I did it anyways. Lisa, how you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? What's going on? So we're sixteen, sixty-two, and we have two cars, and we realize we don't need two cars, and we have two car payments. So the one vehicle has a lot of equity in it because of the type of vehicle it is. So we know we're definitely selling that. I... I've got a couple of different options. My husband wants to sell that vehicle, take the proceeds, and put it in our retirement account. I want to get rid of both vehicles, buy the best car we can for, let's just say, $25,000. That way we have no car payments, and we can take that money and start doubling up on our mortgage. Um, the only problem with that on the second vehicle, it's a hybrid, so we got a $7,500 tax credit last year. And if we dispose of that car within three years, we have to recapture 66 two-thirds percent of that 7500 But my theory is if you have no car payments, that recapture penalty will go away in four, four months. So you'd uh, lose out on about five grand that you'd have to pay back to the IRS? Right. Okay. And my husband's like, I'm not paying the IRS. <laughs> well, so. it sounds like you guys are you're wanting to do a lot of things at once. You're wanting to invest. You're wanting to save it. You want to pay off the cars. And so I would focus on one thing at a time. And the best thing you can do right now is to get out of all consumer debt. So are mm -hmm. the two car loans your only debt or is there other things? Uh, there's a line of credit on, on the house. But so you got it. a HELOC? How much is it? Uh, I want to say 30. Okay. So we got how much... Uh, what do the car loans add up to? So the car loan, I just looked at that. I just about fell out of my chair while I was on hold. Um, it's seventy thousand. Wow. Between the two, what's yeah. your household Five. income? One fifty. That's a lot of cars. It is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love the idea of selling the cars and both uh, of them. Yeah, the five k. While it hurts, you could call a stupid tax because that loan is going to hurt you even more. Uh, hanging right. on to that thing, so. Let's see here. If you sold one car, what would that give you? The one that has uh, more equity in it? That would give us a 943 extra a month. All right. Mm. Well, and would you clear any money? Is it worth more than you owe? Oh, yeah. We'd probably clear 20. That's good. Okay. And then what's left on the other loan, on the hybrid? Uh, that's a new one. So that's 51000 on Oof. that. Oh, wow. 
So these cars. Yeah, it, was just, it was it was a uh, I don't know how midlife crisis decision I made. So it was stupid. It was definitely stupid. I regret it. it it's fun to drive, but um, oh, you, you know, gotta, it's more fun retiring. Yes. when you want to. What's that? It's more fun to retire when you want to. Uh, yeah, my husband had a health scare, and that's kind of accelerated our retirement too. Mm. What are we doing? And let's let's ditch this debt and be able to enjoy our life. Yeah, I mean the solution's right in front of you. Selling these cars, and and you sell both of them. You buy something that's within range. Maybe you spend twenty thousand dollars on something, and then right. you you know whatever you have in this line of credit, clear that out. Mm-hmm. That's a much better situation than what you're in today, right? Right. It's just his his theory is he does not want to pay back the stupid tax. You know, he's like, let's just hold on to it. We'll take the money that we had on the other car and we'll just. But he doesn't see the 50, he doesn't see the the seventy k of car payments I mean, as stupid tax tonight because I think he doesn't. I like I said, I didn't realize until I started pulling the financial, um, you know, the loan paperwork out, and I'm like, tell Holy him, tell crap, him to listen to this episode, yeah, and, Lisa, that, and that Jade and George told him that that's the stupid tax. If he was so keen <laughs> on investing, he should have spent all that money he spent on the cars and put that into retirement. Yes. If he was such a retirement fiend, so I'm selling these cars, get rid of the HELOC next, become completely debt free, get a fully funded emergency fund, then we can have a ball investing. That is the plan for progress, and you guys can get there with that great income, but we got to start focusing today. That's right. Thanks for the call, Lisa. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, Ramsey personality, joined by my colleague and friend, Jade Warshaw, this hour. Yeah, you know, George, it's a new year. Thank you, Lord. And that means Ooh. you can't be giving up on those goals that you set out to accomplish. And if your main goal is to build those money muscles, but you've only been to the gym... <laughs> I love this. But you've only been to the money gym once. Just like everyone else, it's time to make progress, not excuses. That's what I'm talking about. And let me tell you, it can be hard when you don't have a plan or when you're starting out with $460,000 of debt like me and my husband, Sam. Man, if you want to be practical, if you want a proven plan to climb out from under that pile of bills and start building wealth, it is time right now to grab yourself a copy of the Total Money Makeover. Guys, do not wait to do this. This is your life change right here. This book is literally, quite literally, the reason that I'm here today on the radio. This is Dave's best-selling book for a reason, guys. You are going to learn the seven baby steps to guide you through your journey with real-life stories from people who don't have to struggle with money problems anymore because they followed the same steps too. Guys, I cannot tell you how much this can change your life. These baby steps, I remember when Sam and I first got the Total Money Makeover, we brought the book home, we started filling it out, and I'll be honest, because it's like looking in the mirror, George. We first looked at it and we were like, oh my gosh. 
And at first we kind of felt like, oh man, like a little bit like, can we do this? And then we kept reading, we kept looking at the stories and we were able to go forward. So guys, let me be real with you real quick. Paying off debt and building wealth, it's not just for me. It's not just for those people over there. It's not just for the Joneses. It's for you or the people in this book. It's for you too. So get back on that money treadmill and order your copy of the Total Money Makeover today. This is at RamseySolutions.com slash store. You guys got this. Man, you got this. Order your copy today. I love it. Can I start telling people that I do go to the gym? I just go to the money gym. The money gym? Does that count? It's like when you like have two like things of money in your fists and you just like do curls. Just maxing out an IRA. Yeah. That's my kind of workout right there. Oh, I was really talking about like lifting piles of cash. Oh, no. I No, that would be baller though. <laughs> that feels dangerous. If I'm doing it at the gym, I'm getting mugged. Can I tell you something no that question I, talking about, about piles of cash? Do you remember when we were kids, DuckTales, and he used to dive into that pile of money yes. and swim in it? If only that was possible. Let me tell you. That is That would be my money it's gym. Sadly, it's one of my retirement goals. I want to do like I get a bunch find of friends George over, in the backyard. Just get one of those like inflatable Walmart pools and we just fill it with money. I love it. It's for sure going to be dollar bills. I can't afford to do it with tens. I definitely want to see a YouTube video of this, George, when it happens. I feel like Mr. Beast has done this. Someone will let us know. <laughs> That's incredible. I love it. I love it. The guys behind the glass are like, They're like yes, please, this is real. get Mr. Beast on a collab video with George swimming in a pool of money. Oh, but we'll real talk. Total we'll money there. makeover, George. It's legit. There's it's not many legit. books I would say are like life changing. Yeah. If you do the steps in them. Yeah. And this is the one that like you can't. You can't walk away not fired up. You can't oh, walk no. away and not do anything. The stories, the stories are real everyday people. And then I, I don't know if they still have it, but we had the workbook version. We had the book version and the workbook Old where school. you can like plug in all of your numbers and see what you're looking like. And I can tell you, it's hard to look in the mirror, but you need to. Mm. You need to see all the areas that have just gotten, since we're using the fitness reference, Take all those flabby step. money love handles. Ooh. That's you know a lot of reference. This feels like a personal attack. It's personal. You Oof. got you got the the credit card cellulite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a new one for me. I gotta admit, <laughs> cellulite. What a deep yeah, cut. Man. No one likes that. Oh boy. You got the. Can I? Should I keep going? I want to say something for back fat, but I I'm can't. I'm getting nervous. It's getting dark real quick. <laughs> Some people have already tuned out. I hope not. Come well, on, George. Let's keep it rolling. All right. Let's get to the phones. It's your show, America. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. Matthew is in Grand Rapids. Matthew, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing You're good. Doing great. How can we help? Yeah. So first, I want to give a quick comment. I submitted for the student loan repayment since we paid them off during COVID, and I checked my Nelnet student loan account today, and I found out they are making me pay that back, and if I didn't find that out by june 30th i would have student uh, loan interest i would have to pay on top of that so this morning Yikes. paid that right back so just wanted to give a little awareness let me get this clear matthew you made your payments and they said hey we'll actually refund you ten thousand dollars they reinstate your balance to 10 and say hey hopefully the government clears that yep so i got a check from the department of education november of last year for that 10 grand and my balance was 10 grand so mm-hmm. the next thing i uh they said by June 30th, but I didn't pay that back. I'd have interest to pay on top of that. And since there was some CARES Act thing, I actually have to pay an additional $20 because some $20, $20 of interest accrued, which wow. goodness gracious. Confused, wow. confused me. So uh, probably some not nice words our Lord and Savior wouldn't want me to say on air. Mm. <laughs> so they wrote you a check for ten grand and then put you in debt for another ten grand and said, all right, good luck. Pay it off. Wow. Yep. Okay. I, okay. Good, good reminder for those out there that got a check. 
check your balances because they're probably reinstated for that yeah. same amount. Go pay that off immediately. Good looking out, Matthew. And it's interesting. You know, I was on a couple of weeks back with Dave and a guy called in and something really similar. He had the he had requested a refund for the 10K. And when they gave him the refund, they reinstated his entire loan and they sent him a check for the amount of the entire loan, not just for the 10K. Way more than 10K. Way more. I think it was like 20, it was a weird number. It was like 21 or 22 something. And this is what I was afraid of, which is, you know. Gross predatory malpractice from these student loan companies. It's predatory. And But but Matt did the right thing. He sent that check right back. And that's what y'all need to do. If you're listening and you requested student loan forgiveness, especially if you were already clear of debt, just be debt free, man. Amen. Just be debt-free. Send that money back and be debt-free. Quit waiting on the government. Love it. Well, Matthew, let's get to your question. Is it related? Unrelated? Yeah, uh, not not directly related to this. Just had a quick question. So my wife and I, debt-free, other than our house, we uh, make about 120000 a year combined. My company uh, matches about 8 to 9% in our 401k. I have about like 50000 in there so far. And my question is, should I only match up to the eight to nine percent and then go with a smart vester pro for the other uh, six six to seven percent, or should I max out that four hundred one k to the fifteen percent and then let them uh, match up to that eight or nine? Do you have a Roth four hundred one k? I believe so. It's uh, after it's uh, after tax. It is after tax, so therefore, to make sure it's a Roth. If it's a Roth, you can just invest all fifteen percent into that four hundred one k. Okay. And you should get Perfect. close to maxing it out. I don't think you'll get there with your income. Okay. But Perfect. if it's if it's not a Roth, if it's a traditional, then, then we would just move invest. to the Roth IRA. Yeah. And max that out or get as, as high as you can up to the 15. Okay. That sounds good, kids. Because, yeah, I have that 15% just taken out of my paycheck every single week. Cool. Yeah. It's great if it's a Roth. If it's not, we want you to take advantage of, in this order, match beats Roth beats traditional. So take that match up to 9%. Let's go to the Roth IRA and start uh, putting some money in there. Then if we run out of options, we can go back to the traditional 401k to finish it out. Okay. Is that a baby in the background I hear? Yeah. We're we're just pulling up. uh, I she was just crying a little bit in the car seat. So Aww. I was trying to keep her as calm as possible. And that, that's what I was just going to say. So should that shouldn't change anything since she's about nine months old, just keep investing uh, like we are? Yeah, I mean, I'd open a 529 and beyond that 15%, throw a little chunk of money into a 529 every month or an ESA. Mm-hmm. Okay, my, my parents and I partnered on that. So we're good to go there. Very Love good. it. Man, what an awesome dad, Matthew. Pump for you. I know. What, how old blessed. are you? Uh, 25. Oh my goodness. You guys are in such great shape. Thank you so much for the call. What what an awesome scenario. I love to hear it. It's a good problem to have. It never gets old, George, when people are doing the right thing. I wish I was that smart at 25. Like, you know, if you're listening, you're frustrated because you're like, gosh, I wish I, you know, you have all, you always hear this. Yeah. Man, I wish I knew this when I was younger. Hindsight is 2020. But you know what? It's not too late. We got a call from the 56 year old saying, I want to get out of debt. We got a call from a 62-year-old saying, I want to retire with dignity. It's never too late. So if you're listening and you're 40 or 50 or 60 and you hear these youngsters who are debt-free and they're they're going to be millionaires, it's not too late for you. You can create a better tomorrow. You might have to work longer. You might have to sacrifice. You might have to downsize. But you can retire with dignity. You don't have to die with loans in your life leaving your family in a lurch and leaving you with no legacy. That's not what I want for anyone listening and you can change that. 
So good hour, Jay. Thank you so much. Let's do more of it coming up on The Ramsey Show. We'll be back. Hey, George Camel here. If you love the show and you want a deeper dive on your money journey, we've got a weekly newsletter that gives you helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for the newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.